I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. Hello. Hey. Oh my gosh. What's going on? Just riding the Ratchet Express over here, as <laughs> always. It oh. is the two of us. I feel like sometimes we've got it together, but almost <laughs> every single time we try to log in and do this, I lost my headphones. You lost your headphones. My laptop won't turn on. Your husband just got home. My kid's still awake. <laughs> Literally. Is there insanity. like, is there an Enneagram number that is just like mainly a hot mess? I'm literally thinking of like those little, you know, bags under the eyes, hair frazzled. <laughs> I'm straight up in a robe laying in my bed right now, just like sipping wine in a robe. <laughs> exactly. Actually, like uh, the furthest thing from me. Right. Well, the next person thing is like, look too good. I've got like a sorry little bun on top of my head, just deflated from the day. Okay. Today we're talking about The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Crone. Cron, there's no E on the end of that, and Suzanne Stable, which I thought, I mean, Suzanne must have just like weighed in with her knowledge because you really are hearing from Ian throughout the whole book. Right. I think he he references her from time to time. I think he probably bounced ideas off of her, but yeah, Ian goes and I don't even hardly know where to start. Ian breaks down the nine categories of the Enneagram, a.k.a. like a um, personality test, a personality assessment. Yeah, I'd say personality profiles for sure. This was, I, I remember at the beginning of the new year, this is one of the, you wanted us to do an Enneagram book, and this one was the top rated one on Goodreads. Hmm. Did you like this book? I actually really liked it. I would say off the top for people that don't know what Enneagram is, Enneagram is like this, I guess it's pretty ancient, but it's like Myers-Briggs personality profiling, but with more of a maybe a woo-woo spin. But it's, I was telling my friend about it and she's like, yeah, I used to be really into astrology and it's just not for me. And I'm like, it's not astrology at all. It basically takes all people, right, and breaks them down into these nine different types, but there are wings on either side. So really there's like 18 variations. And I think I would say the basis of Enneagram is that we all have trauma as children, whether it be extreme or mild. And then how we deal with that trauma and how we deal with the hardships that we run into as children kind of shapes who we are as an adult. And I actually really like in the beginning of this book how it says that sometimes that serves us really well. And then sometimes it can become really toxic if we don't understand why we do the things that we do and why we react in the ways that we react and Enneagram kind of breaks those things down explains why we have those reactions and I love Enneagram because it shows like the best parts of a person and also the absolute pits and the worst and 
So going back to this book, I loved the book. I would give it five stars, especially if you are religious in any way. This book does have a Christian bend. So if you're not into that, I wouldn't say don't read it, but just like go into it knowing that there is a little bit of Christianity thrown in. And two, I just felt like it was a perfect primer for someone that doesn't really know much about Enneagram at all. I completely agree. This book, like you said, it's got a Christian kind of like overtone, but it's so, I just, I just finished reading like a really heavy handed, like Christian lit trilogy. This book had like hard, barely any references. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely don't let that um, uh, scare you off anyone out there that's maybe not religious or maybe doesn't identify as a Christian. But yes, this book I guess I'd give it a five stars in the sense that I was thinking I have known about um, the Enneagram chart and, and have for the past several years have identified as one thing. This book though, for whatever reason, everything suddenly like it stuck where I'm like, Oh, I, right. It was like, I don't know what it was, but having this book in hand, it just, it made it all make sense. So yeah, I'll give it a five stars and I wanted to talk about some of the things that he does in the book. Also, I feel like this, there's no like spoilers. No. I feel like like, this whole book is just a. Here's the only spoiler. I would say, what did you think you were? um, Because I was really familiar with the Enneagram. The only thing I would say is like a negative about this book is that if you're pretty familiar and you've read a lot and listened to a lot and researched it's not basic. It's just probably going to go over things that you already knew. Um, but I still loved his tone. I loved that his stories that he shared. I especially loved the opening of this book. I thought like getting to know him and how he got into Enneagram was really interesting and his kind of path. He's an Enneagram four and my husband is an Enneagram four and I feel like they're kind of misunderstood. And so I like that he had that perspective um but yeah what did you think you were going in and then what did you think you were coming out of reading the book okay I have taken the test and for years I assumed that I was a top two which I think is usually called the nurturer this book maybe it has a different name for that the helper the helper right that's what I always thought that I was however as I got to read in number nine, which he calls the peacemaker, it was like, it was literally like all the, everything fell into place. I was like, oh, this is me. This is me. This is absolutely me. This is me from, from the things in childhood um, to how I am now to everything. It was just, it was crazy. That's where I was like, oh my gosh, no idea. But anyway, so that's, absolutely what I would say that I am now um I feel like yours didn't change from what you thought yours were but it did you feel like what am I trying to say validated in what you thought you were versus what his assessment of you was yeah I think that when you're learning about Enneagram so first just to answer the question I have always thought of myself as a type two which is the helper and I know now for sure that I am a type two the thing about Enneagram is type two is the helper and there is a lot of nurturing in that and so I know that we've been on group chats with our friends about Enneagram and like every single woman on there like six of us all took the test and all got two (laughs) 
And it's like, there's no way, there's no possible way that's true. But like, you can take a test to kind of direct you with your Enneagram kind of journey, but you really do have to read into each different type and then self-identify. That's like the best way to do it. This book makes it really easy. Um, so yeah, once I finished reading about it, I was certain that I was a type two and especially like I hadn't gone as deep into some of the other numbers that were like, to me, it was obvious that they, I, w I wasn't that number. So I kind of was like, Oh, whatever. Um, but especially with this book, I'm like, okay, I can definitely cross everything off the list. That is, that's not me. And quickly, should you read it or should you listen to it? I think you oh. gotta, you gotta read this book. I cannot imagine listening to this book. I knew almost every book we read, it's so much easier for me just to have an audiobook. I knew for sure I had to have this book in hand. This was my first library pick of the year <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, I have to have this book in hand. Oh, yeah. Because you're you're going to want to like flip through it. You're going to want to jump around a little bit. You're going to want to, I don't know, you don't need to sit here and read the entire book in a couple of sittings. That's right. definitely and not the case. This was one of the things that I wanted to talk about why I liked this book so much. So, yeah, he gives a little blur, not a blur, but like a, a chapter or so about himself and the Enneagram and like talks a touch about his faith and family and different things. And then he goes into the nine different categories. And in each one, he talks, he gives a uh, healthy, average or unhealthy kind of synopsis. So it's like, oh, if you're a healthy nine, you're doing this, this and this. If you're an average nine, you're doing this, this and this. And so breaks that down pretty easily. He always gives a list of at least three different people, like famous people that you would know that would identify as that. So like, for instance, seven is the enthusiast and a seven is Robin Williams. So it's like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, you can kind of like associate like, okay, that makes sense mm -hmm. to me. Um, it talks about their deadly sins. So there's the seven deadly sins and then avarice and something else. But yeah, anyways, so right. So lists like what that is. What else? Oh, gives like a spirituality um, blurb where it's like, okay, kind of like how you can harness your, what you are and how to like use that in your life to be spiritual. Talks about you in relationships um, in, or that number of relationships um, as a child at work. I mean, I was really, really fascinated, especially about the numbers that I was thinking about people in my life or myself. It was like, like it was crazy to me to read some of these. I specifically have a, <laughs> I was talking to my sister, my sister took the test. And whenever I got to her number, it was like, it was the same as me. It was like every box checked, like her as a child. I'm reading through it. I'm like, yes. Exactly. So I love how it was broken up in these very specific parts. It was, that was really like a great read for me. Oh yeah. And it, it makes it so nice when you just want to read like one little blurb. For example, you can't really type a child because they're still developing and growing, but I have a good idea of kind of how my children are. And so I don't want to read about them at work, <laughs> but I do want to read my child's type around, you know, childhood. Yeah. Or, the little childhood section. Right. The little childhood section or them in relationships even, or just how, you know, you don't have to dig around. You can kind of reference those things. And that made it really easy to cruise through this book. Yes. Okay. So let's see, are we ready to jump in? I think so. We're going to talk about each one of the Enneagrams and just 
what maybe the people that we know that are that type and what we thought about what he wrote. All right. So, yeah, he breaks them up into three triads. So eight, nine, and one are the gut triad. Two, three, and four are the heart triad. And five, six, and seven are the head triad. So do we want to start by triads, you think? Yeah, that's how he sections them out. And he actually starts with eight, right? Or is it nine? Eight. Eight, yeah. Okay, eight for me, like I said, was so much fun. Eight is the challenger. Um, Let's see, a famous eight, oh, Martin Luther King. So this is someone that um, is justice-seeking. They like to be in charge. They're not bothered by confrontation. Uh, They don't trust people. But ultimately, they have a loving heart, but they can just be a touch abrasive. Yeah, my, so I have three younger brothers, and... I knew for sure, like you really, it's hard to type some people. It's hard to type a lot of people because people can seem one way just because they're an extrovert or just because they're an introvert. But Enneagram really focuses on their motivations and what drives them. But my brother is like the most obvious eight on planet Earth. Like when he walks into a room, it's just like, okay, Trevor's here. (laughs) It's like, I always, um, And one thing that I loved about that section is that it talks about how eights can be so intimidating, but they actually love it when people step up and like get right back in their face about stuff, if you will. And they don't see themselves as intimidating as they really are. And I have often described my brother as Godzilla and myself as Mothra because... (laughs) Like, I'm one of the only people that can go toe-to-toe with him. And I'm like, you don't scare me. And because of that, I feel like we have a different level of, like, love, appreciation, and respect for one another. Whereas other people might get their feelings hurt or just feel like they did something wrong or whatever. And I'm like, he lives for this crap. Like, he wants you to be like, absolutely not. You're an idiot. Let's talk about why I'm right. And then he's like, <laughs> okay, cool. That is, so I, I have one sister and two brothers. And my sister is absolutely an eight. So we were, we were always like yin and yang growing up. Like, I was always like much more soft-spoken where she was like the hard, like nothing scared her that we like the smallest like I was just always so timid one time whenever uh her car wasn't cranking we had to like put for the first time ever the two of us were like you know wearing our little dunce caps and we're trying to like jump the car (laughs) off and I started freaking out because you know when you switch on the wrong one it like sparks off like crazy and she was just like oh whatever and like snatches it off and throws up in the air and like redoes it and I was like wow (laughs) and and just like this like is not afraid of much and just absolutely has no problem like calling somebody on their crap where I'm definitely like okay I see your crap but I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to rock the boat (laughs) so and my three-year-old obviously is only three but shows a lot of qualities as an eight and as her aunt I'm sure you will agree with me um but she kind of I can see it so perfectly where she has this like hard exterior and this big personality, but she's such like a 
little softy on the inside and like loves babies and loves little animals and like doesn't bully like she tries to stick up and protect her little sister and I don't know they're just it's an it's a good breed of people it's very interesting so sometimes one of the things I wasn't as crazy about this book is that certain numbers almost are written to be kind of like good or bad I kind of thought like the eight it talks a lot about their anger and anybody that's you know has a sibling like ours or that's or or has somebody in their life that's kind of like what we're talking about that is uh, a challenger they can be hard to deal with sometimes it's just the way that it is yeah but it's just like how this was saying with like the love and heart I'm like there's nobody will apologize faster than my sister will whenever she's like flown into a rage and like she like you know if she really is like oh I've done some damage like we'll go back and like try to rectify that so I definitely feel like at times like this one seemed like a you know just I was a little bit peeved about it it didn't you know it didn't bother me as much I I definitely see eights as kind of like this Robin Hood type where they're going to stick up for the little guy but they're also going to do whatever the heck they want and so I mean my brother is hard to deal with love you Trevor but like he is a like I have to go take a nap after I hang out with him so it didn't bother me as much and I also feel like they equally drag most of the types I will say yes, that's what I mean they, they they all are like that yeah this one just because it focused a lot on the anger which right I mean, it's, yeah, it's there, you know, it's a trait, but I'm just saying. Well, and the thing is, is as you read about the Enneagram, and we've talked about this, that sometimes it is so much easier to recognize those negative aspects, not only in yourself, like when you read the Enneagram and you read something and it just like cuts you like a knife to your heart. And you're like, that is me. Like, that is my weakness. That's when you know that that's your type. Like, it is a very distinct feeling of being, like, raw and seen. And because of that, I I don't know. I, I feel like it is important to look at those negative aspects because sometimes that's what we need to learn from. I mean, that's very true. And that's a lot of what the spirituality, I think, or those yeah. elements that it talks about is like really harnessing yeah. your faults and use them for the better. Um, I only had one more little note written down. And so one of the things that it talked about was like a signifying thing for an eight is how they often think they possess more physical strength than they have. <laughs> and I was, I immediately thought about my aunt, who was also an eight. Whenever grandma and I first got married, um, we were moving into our apartment and I had a lot of family coming, including her. And I remember looking out the window and all of us ladies, we were doing like a full on like gender norm, like males were carrying all the big stuff in and the women were like unpacking and all this. And we look out the window and my aunt is like trying to single handedly pull a washer. And my grandma really disdainfully was like, wow, there she is thinking she's a man again. And I was like, oh my gosh. The second I read that, I was like, wow, like spot on. Like such a small, <laughs> tiny thing, but absolutely could not be more correct. Oh my gosh. And okay, so we're going to transition into the nines, which is where you're going to shine. The nine is actually when I read it and I was like, 
dang, this is harsh. Um, but maybe it's because as I was reading, reading it, I was like, you know what? This kind of reminds me of Lacey. And I don't think of you as all of these negative aspects. Does that make sense? So like, I'm wondering if that kind of made it feel, I don't know. How well, did you feel every, when you were reading it? So and another thing we should say about the book is it starts off with 20, like kind of bullet points with that, um, what it's like to be uh, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. I didn't maybe identify with all 20, but I mean, I would say like 16, you yeah. know, what I'm like so <laughs> pretty, pretty heavily. Right. But so, I mean, you know, like I, some of them were like, Oh, you, let's well I was trying to think of a specific one okay like for instance like being outdoors suit them not me but there were some that were like oh okay absolutely so I didn't I didn't identify with all of them that were negative and all of them were positive you do feel you do spend a great deal of time in your backyard (laughs) okay that is true (laughs) I think I think it's it's so interesting, like, when you look at this stuff and you're like, oh, I don't like to camp. I don't like to fish. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, you have right. to, like, put it into your own perspective of, like, you do like to sit out on the porch rather than, like, in a stuffy old room or. Dad gum. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you grew up in the country and, I don't know, you like to be out in the mountains, like, hiking around, so. Yeah. Uh, and that's what well. that's what I mean. There's lots of spins on these personalities because you still not personalities, but types because you still have your own personality. Like you're going to have right. dislikes. That's not, you know, dictated by some <clears throat> Enneagram number. Right. Good point. Um, yeah. So let's see. The nine. <clears throat> okay, I, I've got my little blurbs. Let's see. Yeah. <clears throat> tend to avoid conflict <laughs> um not a self-starter tend to be a procrastinators people see them as more peaceful than they feel on the inside <laughs> identified with that one so <laughs> over the top i can't tell you how many times people in my family have been like wow you're, you're like you're such a peacemaker and i'm literally like I, I, right well i feel like i'm like I'm like, oh, but I'm secretly an instigator. I'm mm-hmm. spreading all the gossip. But <laughs> basically, you know, so I'm like, it's not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's right. a perspective thing. So that's just a little about them. Let's see. Um, well, and, and earlier we were talking about eights and sevens, and you said that they were exact opposites. And I actually feel like the eight and the nine are like, it's so funny to me that that's unlisty because that to me seems like the ultimate opposite couple. Well, my sister, who is an eight, is married to a nine. Oh. But, but it works for them. I mean, yeah. she is the anger, <laughs> if you will. He is like the peace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what like the give and the take, I guess. Very interesting. Okay. Some of the notes I had written down. A famous nine, Barack Obama. Oh, and I think I'm pretty sure that was one of the nines where it talks about how, um, well, I was going to make sure before I said it, but how, but there's like a little point where it talks about like social justice and different old things. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking how the past couple of years, there have been a lot of things that have been, you know, that were kind of important to me, but have really become like significantly important to me and like how I think about things in the world. And I'm like, wow, like, yeah, okay, so it's a personality trait. <laughs> um, said they like to be natural mediators. I know for sure that is me where whenever things like I don't I, I will say, you know, I will stand up for myself and different things. But 
for the majority of the time, if it is going to be a big fight, I it it my anxiety is I just can't handle it. I just get way <laughs> stressed out, and like I'm never going to be the person that's like shouting. So, for instance. You came to my house one time, and there was a lady that kept speeding around oh in, our na- in our neighborhood, <laughs> and she was acting a fool, and you were like, can you slow down? And I was really like, <laughs> like, my jaw dropped, like, oh, I could never be like this. Then how about that woman whipped around and tailgated us all the way to the highway, like, and that's exactly her horn. I'm like, oh my gosh, please do not kill me in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's um, so scary. I will tell you, like kind of to backtrack, I pick up a lot of, not a lot, but I do pick up some stuff from the eight, uh, that bombastic personality, even though I am a two. <laughs> but as you will learn, when you are unhealthy or in stressful moments, your Enneagram kind of can dissolve into other numbers and two is directly linked with eight so when nice twos are upset they turn into angry rage monster eights (laughs) so just an interesting takeaway makes sense to me (laughs) yeah oh yeah okay uh, one of the other things that really I identified with their deadly sin is slothfulness and I thought about this where I I had a terrible nickname as a child. I was <laughs> lazy, lazy. No. I got, I got some letters in the mail calling me lazy. But the main thing that it, it, for mine wasn't even necessarily laziness as much as like big procrastinator. And a lot of the times, this is very true, where I will find myself, I need to do the dishes before I go to bed. I will literally start a load of laundry, scrub the floors, clean out the kitchen sinks, or do whatever else to avoid doing that. And I know I'm going to do it before I go to bed. So it's just like really putting stuff off. And so that was like a big thing it talked about. Also, passive aggressiveness mm. <laughs> was was a big thing. There was like a there was a whole segment on it. And I was like, wow, okay, that's a good point. Where it's like they like nines maybe aren't as outspoken about their anger so it's like they they give it off in different ways it's like they're going to be angry but not like overtly angry it's like that you know well you yourself have called yourself like the queen grudge holder (laughs) (laughs) i'm so i i was reading this to graham i'm like graham is this not me am i not like the most passive aggressive it's like i i have to just own it it's like it's who i am um Let's see. Oh, get sidetracked. Um, are not initiators, but are thrilled when others reach out to them. Um, oh, one other thing that really stood out to me was how they will often do things at work, even if they don't like it, to avoid rocking the boat. Cannot tell you how many times I've done stuff like that, where I'm like, this is not part of my job description, but I will do it anyways. And I'll well, try to do a great job. One thing that really clicked with me whenever I was reading this and I thought of you is like, we've talked so much about finding friends as adults and how even though you're introverted, you still like when you go out of your comfort zone and go to the play date or go to the book club or whatever, you have so much fun. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like textbook, like a nine of someone that just can't quite like... <laughs> 
get up the gumption (laughs) no it's exactly that where it's like i don't want to burden people and have them like reach out to me but also i'm like please reach out to me (laughs) and 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 when you reach out to me i'm like i will talk your ear off and we will have Mm -hmm. fun or i will try my best to you know bring some joy but yeah that's what i mean i'm telling you i was reading these and it was like just like staring myself in the mirror talked about like as a kid how in like stressful scary situations how you would just kind of it was like almost like try to bleed into the shadows and like say a prayer that things would get better i'm like oh my gosh absolutely <laughs> cannot say how many times that's happened all right we're gonna have yeah, let's to jump in we're gonna have to pick it up if we're, now that we've gotten through some big ones because the the nexus type one is that correct yes our perfectionist yeah and i mean i feel like the type ones those are the ones that really well maybe we have an exception in your brother but for me i feel like i can spot a type one i can just clock them real quick so, yes, our, I mean, the perfectionist, it's basically exactly what it sounds like. Details are important. Forgiveness can be hard. Um, they like to stand by their word. They can be overly critical or judgmental, but they really like a routine. Um, the world can often be seen in black or white, right or wrong, not mm-hmm. a lot of in between. Um, yes, so my youngest brother took the test, and I was, I was positive he was a four. Turned out he was the perfectionist. And the reason I thought that he was a four is because fours have a lot to do with the creativity and mm-hmm. and different little things. But I remembered, so my brother Granger, whenever he came up to my house, he was gone for two years. Um, and he came and sat at my house for like two weeks. And he's a huge handyman. So I had him a laundry list of things to do. <laughs> but I would get so frustrated with him. And it didn't even click until he told me his number. Because he would do things like, the two of us would go and we would sand the wall and we'd measure it. And he would, after we would, let's say we did the project, it would be like a, like a, an eighth of an inch, maybe lower than the other. He <laughs> would go back, re or putty it, like want to paint it, go back over it and then redo it. And I'm like, that's way too much effort. It's like, if you can't really tell, I don't care. And he would make a big deal. And he would say, if he was not doing it exactly right, he didn't want to do it at all. <laughs> So when he told me that he was a one, I was like, wow, I should have noticed that. Like, because mm-hmm. that kind of little crap doesn't bother me. Did right. bother him. So, you know. Oh, and it doesn't bother me either. And I, I mean, I feel like I have quite a few ones in my life. And like our mother-in-law is a one. Some of my like close friends are ones. And it's wonderful when you need someone to like be on the ball and like, you know, perfect because that's just not it's never going to be me i am like slapshod sally over here like if it's good enough it's good enough um uh, absolutely it- and and i think they can be great in certain things where it's like when you really need like a specific like you're throwing a party you want a specific kind right. of thing you know that's the kind of person that you want to come in that's gonna be like oh like i'll you know whip mm-hmm. this up you don't want somebody like you're saying like the two of us we're gonna I be know. like oh okay like- listen if we were ones this podcast well it either would not exist or it we would have ten thousand followers <laughs> great point and that's one of the big things is it talks about how they're high achievers and not only do are they high achievers but they have that expectation for others it's like okay like i know i can achieve this and i would like for you to achieve that as well Mm -hmm. as i'm reading this i'm kind of going back and forth if my oldest daughter may turn out to be a one she shows a lot of like seven stuff but she (laughs) 
she can throw some shade. She's like, it's a perfect example. I was putting on the barest hint of mascara before taking her to gymnastics yesterday. And she goes, mom, why are you putting that on? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it'll make me feel a little spunkier. And she goes, you don't have to look your best. I mean, you don't look your best, but you don't have to. Oh, <laughs> like, my, oh my gosh. Cuts like a shade? knife. But oh, also, <laughs> seriously, of a six-year-old. But I feel like an adult one could also be capable of saying such a thing. <laughs> uh, oh, some other notes that I had written down. Um, they often get the job done. And this kind of reminds me of Echo. Maybe she's kind of grown out of it. But like, mm-hmm. they don't often hug and say I love you. But they oh, show it in yeah. their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> um, let's see. They think others don't care as much as they care. So, you know, it's just like <laughs> any of them, I guess. There's the good. There's the bad. But now yeah. Yeah, that does sound like Echo. Wow. I know. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm going to have to rethink this. And it's so interesting because like, I've read Enneagram many, many times. But... Yeah, it's just certain things just kind of click all of a sudden. And you ha- you have to know what motivates them for sure. Yeah, okay. that's it's hard to top other people like we've been saying. Yeah, now we have to come to me staring at my own <laughs> inner demons uh, with num- type two, the helper. And this is part of the heart triad. And <sighs> helpers... I actually once heard someone who was a type two tell me that they thought that the type two was the worst on the Enneagram. And I'm like, let's not go too far. Yes. Like, uh, I'm a two. That's that's very bizarre to me because, you know, you talked about like all of our friends identifying as a two. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the time it's like, okay, we're all like mothers of pretty young kids. So it's like we spend a lot of our time doing that. So, yeah, that's. That could cut like a knob, just like you said. Yeah. And I mean, I re- I really have seen firsthand, like, again and again, people mistype as a two. Right. Okay. So some of the things about being a two, um, they love to take care of others. They're great listeners. Um, they're drawn to influential or powerful people. Uh, they're more comfortable giving than receiving. Um Let's see. Oh, they worry about being forgiven whenever they make mistakes. Very emotional. (laughs) And can be angry and uh, be a drama queen when they feel like they're not appreciated. I'm sure. Listen, as a stay-at-home parent, it's like how it's hard to not be. Yeah. Within the whole, like, in the scope of the world, it's like no one appreciates me and what I I do. (laughs) <laughs> I know that there are men two twos out there, but I'd like to meet one. <laughs> I think like just, I to compare, on, just to compare, just to compare. This also this book it it had like the statistics, and I remember reading it somewhere. It was like maybe like nine percent or something of men are twos, or you know. So mm. and I enjoyed um, all of those written within the book. But yeah, so I mean, being a two, I feel like. I've done a lot of therapy over the last five years and it's really helped. And when I read about my Enneagram, I think of all of the things that I've had to work on personally, which is like, I can be super codependent where if somebody in my family or somebody that I love needs something, I will bend over backwards to make that happen for them. Um, 
and I will or I will do it for them. And it would not I would not have even like batted an eye doing it. And then later feeling so much resentment and anger of why they didn't appreciate it or why I've done X, Y, and Z for this person. And then they've, they couldn't even pick up the phone to call me once or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's hard because a lot of the two stuff kind of revolves around like almost using helpfulness as a pawn to get love and that's really hard because I can honestly say that I I love being helpful. I like enjoy it so much and so I know that it can be clouded by that sometimes but I would hate for people to think like that I only do the stuff like that to make them like me because it's just like that's not the case but I don't know. It it certainly can cloud um, who you are and like why you do what you do. Well, that's interesting because uh, so especially with our church, we always harp and talk so much about service. And I don't know anybody that like, like really whenever you go and do something for somebody else, especially if it's someone in need, like you, the way that you feel, you know, it's just like this great feeling. And often you're not doing it to get something in return. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, just maybe a, a small minute or, you know, it's not as large of a part <laughs> in your own personal life as maybe this man thinks. There he there does. was one little thing about like how to up level yourself. And it was like, do something good for somebody else and do it completely anonymously whenever possible. And it's like that little part of it, I can see myself like balking, like, for example, it's my I talked to you about this my kids are taking swim lessons this week and I found out that my little swim instructor it's her birthday tomorrow and I'm gonna like get her a little treat and bring her something and I'm like I could just leave it on her car and then she would never know or whatever and I'm like no I want to see her face like I want to give it to her um there's one line in here that made me laugh so hard because I like it just makes me cringe so bad. And it says, um, an immature two will chime in with helpful suggestions. The problem is that not everybody at the party wants a helper getting all up in their business. <laughs> Twos have to learn how to practice discernment before they leap into action like a Labrador retriever galumphing into the ocean to rescue a drowning child. They have to ask themselves, is this mine to do? And like, I remember a couple years ago, I told you I was with some friends and like more like acquaintances. I didn't know them super, super well, but I noticed that this little baby had like a very crooked neck and head. And I just like happened to mention to the mom, like, Oh, does he have torticollis? And like, what are you guys doing about? It was like, say what like had no idea what I was talking she I was talking about and for whatever reason I'm like a sponge around infant and pregnancy related you know stuff so I'm telling her all about like this condition where a child's like neck and head can be 
like they need physical therapy or like they could be a hunchback and like it's this whole thing. And afterwards, I was sat in my car and I think I even called you and I was just like so horrified with myself that I had like deeply offended this girl. I mean, I don't think that I did. And actually the baby ended up having torticollis and like had to go to physical therapy. But like I do have those moments where I just will run my mouth thinking that I am being the most helpful person in the planet. And I'm like, Kippen, shut the F up. Like even in the middle of doing it. And like, it's just, it's something that I've had to work at really, really hard. It's just like being a know-it-all and feeling like I'm, totally fine in sharing it because I'm helping the person and that they need to know it because it's helping them but I mean you know what you can say what you want to say but you're right sometimes people do sometimes Kip and Heavenly Father puts you in people's paths for a reason I, I hope know, so this baby needed that physical therapy honestly <laughs> I'm sure this child you know like right <laughs> If you're suffering, you need it. So Ugh, even now, know. though, I'm just like, oh my gosh, please! I was it was from a good place. <laughs> um, one of the things that made me really think about you is it talks about how twos, how like they always have a welcome and home, and I there has like <laughs> never been a single time like we every we, we go to Jacksonville, which is where Kippen lives, several times a year, and I will say I'm I feel like I'm not as like oh come over to my house where you are literally always like y'all just come on over (laughs) every time we go you'll cook supper for the kids and there's always snacks you're passing out and there's always like a little activity in the backyard the kids can do where they can pull out all the toys you don't give a dang where I feel like like I know me I'm not like I I want to be as generous and like as welcoming and I'm just flat out not so and a takeaway I had (laughs) after reading that was like you know what I should get a candy dish (laughs) (laughs) like my grandma yes i was like you know what bonnie has a whole thing of peanut m&ms people love that thing i should get some peanut m&ms oh too much (laughs) that's right too much oh dang i was gonna tell you who was a famous two oh Mm. uh, princess die oh princess die everybody loves princess die but a drama queen if there ever was one <laughs> she taught it like it was oh, gosh it also, says, it also says mother Teresa, and like i watched this horrifying tiktok on how mother <gasps> Teresa was actually like a terrible person i don't know if uh, it's real yes so did i she did like a thing an expose too on gandhi that devastated me uh, oh gosh anyway. yeah but like his wife and stuff well, we could go yes, down that rabbit hole yes yes <laughs> Let's move on to the threes. Mm-hmm. So this was really actually exciting for me because Graham, my husband, is a three. So the three is the, they call it the performer. I've, I know I've heard it as a different name. Maybe it was like the executive or something along those lines before. Um, but a three, some key traits about them. Um, they tend to be very persuasive. Um, they want to make a great first impression. Um, they also really want to look like a winner. They would rather lead than follow. They're the type of person that, that takes work on vacation, um, but they also like often feel like a phony. They really want to be. Can I tell you a story about Graham? And like you, you already know this, but like I've known Graham for a long time, and there, when when Jared and I were dating, like first dating, he was still an under an undergrad in college, 
And I'm not kidding you. This man would bring a textbook everywhere. We're on a family vacation to Disney World. He's like <laughs> on It's a Small World with a freaking marketing textbook or whatever it was. That's like an over-exaggeration, but only slightly. I mean, you could be at dinner in the car. I'm like, Graham, do you not get motion sickness? Like, what is going on? Dedication. Dedication. Hearing the story about him at the movie theater with the with the tuck under. And there's yes. no lot in the movie. Oh my gosh! Yes. Um. But yes, exactly. So, so, uh, yeah. So a lot of it just had to do with, um, really wanting to kind of be and also appear powerful, but also kind of like internally struggling with I don't think I'm enough so I really want to put on the persona that I am Mm -hmm. enough so that you feel like I am enough yeah so yeah and and some of these two like like the job so the last month Graham has been taken on so he has obviously his job and someone at his work is on maternity leave right now they gave him 100% of her workload so he is literally and physically doing two jobs right now he like this is what I mean where like I I think I would have to just kind of be like okay you know what boss I want to I'm drowning right right (laughs) my husband and I I love this and also kind of like can't stand it it's like you know like I admire it but I'm like oh so annoying he has been working 12 16 hour mm. days and I'm like this is crazy to me but at the same time he's like his his goals and his ambitions are like oh but I, this is going to make me look amazing in right. their eyes and you know they're going to know how like smart and um, completely capable I am so I'm like okay son there is truly no one as doggedly determined that I know as Graham and that is for sure I know another couple threes I'm pretty sure that Wayne Hill is a three um actually molly might even be a three now that i think about it um i think that she retested and that's what she got really (laughs) yeah but it makes i mean she's going back to school for example like that is important Uh, to her and like being successful and yeah and she's so put together it it tracks for me i think she's a a three wing two okay i'm actually yeah i'm a two wing three so i pick up a little bit of that's where my yeah that's why my um that makes me extra annoying (laughs) (laughs) one of the things too i've talked about threes is like how they they're like big goal setters and like Mm -hmm. i cannot tell you how many times so grandma and i live in charlotte we have a a a life plan we're like okay like we don't want to be in north carolina forever we're gonna make it down graham you know this we know it's at least three or four years away because we have a we have a house we we have no desire to sell it right now we have a five-year limit in this house due to how we finance it so anyways it's not even not on my radar at all this man has wanted to pull me aside and make the plans and i'm like i'm not fixing i'm not fixing to look up a house on zillow yeah we have over three and a half years to go but you know i'm like so you know, it can be endearing. I'm like, okay, you know, you care, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, their deadly sin. Which one was it? It was a good one, and I now I can't remember. Um, I'm looking at the book, but oh, deceit. 
not because they deceive others as much as they deceive not because they deceive others as much as they deceive themselves because uh, they're crafting a persona to impress and so it's more like I always think know, about maybe- that I think about that um meme that's like the little dog sitting in hell with the fire raging around him and he's like this is fine like, <laughs> like so yeah, i'm more thinking of calm cool and collected i'm more thinking about the jester with like the half faces where it's like yeah. you know can, can flip between that's true too like having a mask and also i thought this was really interesting about the threes is that they're actually like the most disconnected from their own emotions like they can be super charming and like be good listeners and they're really good salespeople, but they, is that, is it the three that it said that? Yes. Yes. You're exactly right. And I thought that was really interesting because that for me is not my spouse. He, I would say he's, he's just very, you know, like in touch. I feel like with Mm -hmm. himself and like absolutely has no problem. Like I, I feel like too, one of the things was like, um, I think it was this one that talked like about like, you know, not maybe not very apologetic and doesn't really kind of see a lot of like their wrongdoings where does not fit um, him. But yeah, like the main thing really was just that like they really want, (laughs) they, they they just really want to feel like this like power. And that actually also relates a lot with the eight. The eight was like, you know, they, they want to be in control. They also Mm -hmm. want power. So kind of similar definitely can both be abrasive personalities well up next we have a four and we're coming up on an hour here so we might have to like double time it especially since we've gotten through our own enneagrams but my own husband is a four and fours are a peculiar breed (laughs) like uh jared definitely will read a four and be like yep worst number on the enneagram that's me (laughs) like see this was so, I feel like, like almost all of them were like very fluid and like, okay, this one to mm-hmm. me was very kind of all over the place. And I was kind of like, wow, where I, I was like, okay, they're artistic, yeah. but they're like tons of melancholy, but they're very stubborn and they're very <laughs> self-conscious, but they're so creative. And I, I was kind of like, wow. It's, I feel like four is the one where if you read it on paper, it's really hard to picture anybody except like a starving artist in Paris and that's just <laughs> not who they always are like a person exists but how they come across on paper but then like when you meet someone in real life and they identify as a four it just kind of like it clicks like um so I mean off the top it's like they're unconventional and they don't want to be conventional they often struggle like feeling like they belong um they can be a little bit aloof and they feel like deep in their heart that they're special and different in a way that's like more extreme than other people. Um, They're okay with being melancholy and they have intense emotions and feelings. And like my own husband is not an artist and he's not a, I mean, he is a very creative person, though. And it's like when you he's and he's very dedicated to whatever his interest is, if that makes sense. That's kind of how I view Jared through that creative lens is like he has the capabilities of being a creative person, but he kind of funnels that into other hobbies, if that makes sense. 
Right. No, I get it. And one of the things I'm trying to think that I had written down was like, <laughs> this one kind of cracked me up. It said they loved martyrs. And I was kind of like, <laughs> what a bizarre. So That is like, totally Jared, to though. Okay. I needed to confirm if this is true. Okay, here's a really extreme story of like that I think shows him as a four. So about a year ago, like height of the pandemic, I'm sitting in my house and a random man walks in my house down the hall and into my bedroom, looks at me, says, You're not my friend, and then walks out of the house. Okay. It was terrifying. It was so weird. This guy ended up he was completely harmless and he was out of his mind whacked out on drugs okay we called the police like we did the whole thing now while the police were trying to get here i posted it on the neighborhood website like hey just so you know this happened a bunch of other people are like i saw that guy he tried to get in my house blah 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 blah, blah. well in the meantime one of our vigilante neighbors for good or ill got in his truck hunted this man down body slammed him and hogtied him in the front yard your front yard no in his own like in a in a in a front yard they also this same man and his wife then called you can google this my friends it is out there then called channel four news and they were all over the news talking about (gasps) how big and bad they were that they got this guy and and channel four news tried to call me and get me to be on the news i'm like heck to the no never will i be a meme like not gonna happen (laughs) so all this to say I was very freaked out by this whole situation. Obviously, Jared was too, but Jared was just incensed over the treatment of this crazy person. He was so hurt and felt so angry at our neighbor who treated him like that. And I'm like, I get what you're saying. But this man was also like on drugs. Like, who knows? Like, at the end of the day, and he's he would... walking up in your house, right. your <laughs> not just anybody's house, your house with your family, right. your kids, and your dog. Right. Like, <laughs> it really is crazy. But it was I mean, like, like, not that I would condone that and like yes. wish that for him, but at the yes. same time, it's like, son, when you kind of put yourself in a situation, <laughs> right? You gotta... And that's kind of how I thought. Like, I don't feel like anyone should be treated like an animal. But on the other hand, it's like you don't know who this man is or if he's dangerous. But because he had not hurt anyone and was like to Jared clearly just mentally ill, he just deeply empathized with this person and was so angry about like the media treatment, the whole thing. And we were really at odds with it. Like that we had a big fight over that. And it, but it's like, in retrospect, I see the four shining so strongly of like <laughs> wanting, I just like the empathy and the feeling like he sees the whole world at a totally different perspective. Right. That And that was, I felt like the main theme really of the four was like their big emotional range. They mm-hmm. can just like, they're just, you know very emotional and they're there with they're there with the vincent van goes and it's it's even funnier because if you meet jared he's a very introverted person and most people would label him as like easy to get along with and easygoing and 
even like his own mother is like Jared was the easiest child. I I never had any problems with him. Blah 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 blah. But that also kind of feeds into their childhood wound of not feeling like they're really seen and not feeling like they are part of like they feel like they're almost part of a different family or something. It's really interesting. It's like oh okay that makes sense. So, yeah, if you really want to know what happened to your spouse as a child, just read this book. Seriously, read the Enneagram and get all the deep, dark secrets. Okay, so jumping on to the five, uh, and this is one of the head triads. Mm -hmm. So the fives are the investigators. Um, They don't like to share a lot of personal information. They feel like the world can be a bit draining and overwhelming. They'd much rather observe than partake. They tend to be minimalists. Don't care about their appearance. You have, what, two brothers are are investigators? Is this true? Okay. (laughs) Is this whole true? Here, Here is my two stories about my brothers. My brother, Joel, I love Joel so much. Joel is so smart. He actually listens to our podcast. Bless him. I don't know if he'll make it a full hour into this one, but <laughs> but he does. And he tries to like, he reads a ton. He's very cultured. Okay. There's a running joke in my family that no, like my extended family, that nobody heard Joel speak until he was like 18. <laughs> Like, like no one knew what? what no one knew what Joel's voice sounded like because I mean there's like an it, it's not like a selective mutism it's just like he literally was just the most introverted person on the planet I mean he could like it says here and that this like is around close family yes not just like yes school friends but right and it, it says they often felt invisible as a child and sometimes as an adult I choose to be invisible and not like I want to be invisible I choose to be invisible and I'm not kidding you this man is pure stealth Now, on the other hand, you have my brother, Reed, who is intensely, like, loving and sweet and, like, is amazing with animals, but is so overwhelmed by crowds, does not love being around lots of people. And he, whenever you said that thing about, like, doesn't care about his appearance, Reed's favorite, so Reed is, like, 6'4", 6'5". He's a huge man. And his favorite color is purple. And so (laughs) he will like show up in like some purple basketball shorts. He always wears like really loud colored, um, like high top sneakers. He at one point had like bleached the top of his hair blonde. He is definitely a five wing four. That is for sure. Because he has like a little bit of flair. But it's like very unkempt very like whatever happened to be on my floor i'm gonna wear it that is definitely reed he actually (laughs) recently entered the into the military and so is like it's a whole new man it's very interesting to see (laughs) the change that has overtaken him but he's doing great so keep on going reed um also material possessions don't make them happy and that's the same i when i think of a five i think of ron swanson from (laughs) parks and rec Rec. (laughs) and that that's my brother joel i mean maybe not the uh um libertarianism but the rest of it 
But they're keeping the details private. And like, <laughs> <laughs> the government's not going to find out about my. That is right. Thing. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and this was interesting too. So it talks about like relationships can be hard because they like their space. They like their privacy. Mm-hmm. They're really motivated by a desire to understand. And this one is like the one that I'm like, I Nobody in my immediate family is like this. We are all much too boisterous and like mm-hmm. far too out business. there. <laughs> exactly. And like this, like, you know, kind of not being super involved in everybody. I'm like, yeah. could never be us. Well, and I always <laughs> think of like me and my brother, my oldest brother, we really do have such big personalities that I'm like, wow, did we create them as fives <laughs> y'all dwarf them by being so like <laughs> i'm like oh yeah maybe i don't know okay next we have a six uh the loyalist yes but i also read this online as the skeptic so mm. but a loyalist sounds much more um <laughs> positive appro- yeah appropriate and positive so the loyalist um often anxiety filled um, they're good friends. They It's hard for them to finish tasks. They don't really trust niceties. Um, they won't praise, but they don't want the more responsibilities that comes with that praise. They see a dangerous world and believe people have hidden agendas. Um, I'm not going to lie. For a little while, I thought that I was a six <laughs> because a lot of this it's like so uh, it talked to specifically like as a kid it's like you might be the type of child that was told things like like um never cross the street without looking three times because somebody's definitely going to run you over or if you even think about going to the store by yourself remember there's a could be a man there that's going to hold you hostage and you need to you know like these extreme Mm -hmm. situations i'm like nobody was told that more than me as a child my grandma and my father (laughs) suffer from like some severe anxiety that we were going to like be kidnapped murdered and all this stuff so i know, I know you kind of think your dad <laughs> is a four but i wonder if he's a six you know it could be true uh, well, basically i i've had the hardest time getting my family they will not participate <laughs> most of them so i'm just some of them i'm having to just guess but yeah actually the people being overly pessimistic my father for sure <laughs> it's like one one squash plant doesn't take and he's like positive that like the whole row is like (laughs) done he's never gonna see a squash again i think about so my friend um my friend danielle like is a is a six a true blue six and this is when i say like if someone so danielle thought she was a two for a good long time and she told me she was a two I would have totally believed it. But then as she started doing research on her own and she t- like typed herself as a six and I finally took the time to read about that, I was like, wow, this is like textbook you. And I specifically think of like this one line and it says, I act quickly in a crisis, but when things settle down, I fall apart. I have never been on a car ride with Danielle where she has not slammed on her brakes and whipped her arm across my chest (laughs) to protect me (laughs) at least once and I'm talking like suburban drives around garage sales (laughs) like that is just she is ready to protect you that is her brand (laughs) and also just like the the consummate preparedness like has the makeup bag 
fully packed with the matching little satchels has every medication that you may need. You got diarrhea, she's going to cover your behind. You got <laughs> indigestion, here's a tub. You need gum, like I got you. You know what I mean? She was actually like kind of helped me do my point to point stuff on my wedding day and it was just there's nobody else I would rather have because she just she she's got your back. <laughs> What really made me laugh about the sixes, and this was another one that I was kind of like, wow, it kind of wrote it a little bit like, it was a little too mean, I felt. <laughs> but this, the famous six that literally was like, oh, of course, Frodo Baggins. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? The way that Frodo doesn't believe in himself and Sam has like hoist him up mm-hmm. to throw the daggum ring in. I'm like, okay, i <laughs> I completely see it. On the flip side, if I am any character in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it is Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> the best. Oh, Love Sam so much. It's just, it, it's gotta be. We even have the same color hair. So, and this, <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> um, one other thing that I really did like that he wrote about the sixes is that they value community. And it talked about like whenever they find their people. Like they are, they put down mm-hmm. their stakes and they're not going to leave you. Like you are their friend for life. If like, as soon as like that connection is established, I was like, oh, that's actually, that's like, you know, such a positive trait. That's really, really hard. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, that's really hard for me. Like whenever, like now that I don't live in Jacksonville, I still love the people that live out there, but I'm like, maybe not the best at like keeping <laughs> up with everybody's day-to-day lives or yeah. checking in on I'm like, oh, I still love you, but I just... You know, I'm not devoting my time to checking kind of thing where a six would. Meanwhile, I had like some news that I needed to talk about immediately. And I called Danielle and she picks up and she's trying to talk me through it. And I realized she was at Dollywood. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, you're, you're busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> anyway, she's a, she is a loyal, loyal friend. Okay. And last, we've got our sevens, mm-hmm. the enthusiast. I'm not going to lie. Every time I see a seven, I'm like, I wish it was me. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, like, it's, there's good and bad, but it's, I feel like almost entirely good. Like, let me see. Some of the things I have written down about a seven, <clears throat> optimist, spontaneous, charmer, popular, um, and of course there's a couple of like, you know, don't like expectations or mm-hmm. fear of missing out, but I'm like, okay, those are, those are minor. <laughs> like, I want all the positive attributes of an enthusiast. Right. Um, and it's funny cause I feel the exact same way. And like, I see my oldest daughter, a lot of her is like part of the sevens where like the social butterfly and things like that. <clears throat> but I was talking to Jared about it and he's like, what? I feel like I would never want to be a seven. And I'm like, okay, four. But <laughs> and he, he, he was talking about how like, how they just completely like cannot stand to have any negative emotion at all. Like, and how scary that is that they will do anything to escape the negativity. And he's like, it scares me. And we were specifically talking, like, if this is your child, that that kind of opens them up to, and he talks about this in the book too. So maybe, you know, Jared was on the right track, I guess, but like it opens you up to things like addiction or maybe, not having willpower when you need to stand up to some bad friends or um 
when you Thanks. need when you need to take like a different stance that maybe that can be harder for you yeah i thought the addiction thing was particularly like really big and it talked a lot about like how because they're always wanting that joy and like the the stimulation yeah. how like it's really hard for them to delay gratification well, so it's I, like i don't want to not do this i want to really mm-hmm. have fun right now or and even like the the anticipation it's like they're after the high like the anticipation is almost better than the thing itself and that sometimes they can jump ahead while they're in the middle of something good trying to think about the next good thing that on the flip side though i see so many like really popular influencers who are also like very crafty do you follow like a beautiful mess do you know who those girls are Mm, LC from A Beautiful Mess like identifies as a seven and I've always like been like yeah I could totally see that she has like two little adopted daughters from China um anyway but like all like goes out of her way to like make things beautiful and fun and exciting and like kind of just like turning up the volume on regular life and she does it in a way that you're like wow I can tell that this is actually pretty authentic and not just like an influencer that may be more like a three who's like putting on a face to like impress you you know what I mean right oh totally um there was one more point that I really wanted to bring up about it oh this was such an interesting quote and it really like it kind of made me understand more about like the sevens um, it said a mat, or it said sevens would like to imagine a life where there's no Good Friday and always Easter. Mm. And I was like, huh? So it's like you want that like big reward moment. Don't yeah. give a dang about like all the like hard <laughs> like stuff that's like leads up, to, right? That leads up to it. It's mm-hmm. like as long as you're having that fun. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, <clears throat> I could talk about this all night. Like I love love personality stuff. This was, I mean, it, it's really interesting. And now that you mentioned my father's a six, I'm like, wow, I'm fixing to go back and read this chapter and see if it like, <laughs> if it feels like it's him. Right. Because, yeah. It's, it's, it really, I mean, it's just like, you know, when I have any of those things where it's like, you do like the five love languages or whatever else. It's like, yeah. you can understand people. You understand their, um, why they do the things they do, especially the parts where it talks about childhood where you're like, oh, like it kind of just pieces everything together in the puzzle um it gives you so much more empathy for where they're coming from when you're like okay this is just who you are and maybe it's not always like roses but we can work with it like (laughs) if i know where you stand like we can work with it right totally yeah this was it was a great book i'm definitely like gonna have to recommend anybody that wants to learn about enneagram yeah read this book y'all i think this would be so fun for a book club because the book is really short it's like less than 300 pages and so me and Lacey both read it in just a couple days um and i i just think it would spark amazing conversation oh yeah for sure and just like we're saying like you know we have people in our lives that like we have the analogies that totally fit with it and that's what makes the book so fun. It's like he constantly is like, my son Aiden's a seven. And here's how you know he tears mm-hmm. up a, a display. And then we find him <laughs> tap dancing off the side. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I know people like that. Yeah, so, I love. Yeah. He had a really, like, funny little way of writing that kept it light. Even while he was dragging us all <laughs> straight down. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, 
next up, we're about to read um, Anxious People by, I feel like it's Frederick. Hold on, I got the book right next to me. By um, Frederick Backman. And I have seen this book all over Bookstagram. So I'm super stoked to read it. I'm really hoping it delivers because it's a genre that I have not had a lot of success in lately. But I'd really like like to read something like that that I enjoy. Yeah, I've been reading like tons of fantasy. And so this is going to be, or other than the Enneagram books, this is going to mm-hmm. be like just tossed up in there. I don't know one thing about the plot, <laughs> but I'm ready to chat about it already. That's how I like it, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for chatting. All right. Nighty night. Bye. This has been One Page More. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds so-